Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce, our Flyers pre- and post-game live producer. Joe, Flyers coming off a 2-1 shootout win over the Penguins. Boy, did they need that. They needed something to feel good about themselves. They had those two lopsided losses. Well, not lopsided. The Sabres game, though, was an epic collapse. And then they had the lopsided 6-1 loss to the Capitals. That was sandwiched around the trade deadline in which they sold and obviously shifted gears toward the future. So they needed something positive to to, to feel about, to feel good about, uh, and they got it in a 2-1 shootout win. It was very fun, very entertaining, good hockey from the Flyers, and we had an NHL debut in Wade Allison, 23-year-old winger, four-year college guy, uh, did really well with the Phantoms in nine games, first year pro hockey, uh, comes up and played really well in the team's bottom six. Joe, let's start with that. What did you think of Wade Allison? Well, I mean, it, it was like somebody came in and just injected uh, life, energy, and whatever else you want to call it into the lineup. Um, he was noticeable in every shift he was out there. Um, he was getting himself in the mix. He obviously had that golden opportunity on the power play where he was able to stop a puck that got deflected up into his, you know, he stopped it with his leg, put it down, and was able to get a shot on goal from his knees which I was super impressed with. I mean, that's, the, you know, the speed. Everybody talks about the jumping levels of hockey and the speed that the NHL has that's not there at your lower levels. And for him to be able to make that play early, very early in his first game, um, really impressed me. He also had that backhand shot that was right around the goal line. Like he kind of put the – he put it on net from right down near, near the goal line, which is – I mean, there's a lot of NHL – there's a lot of, you know, 10-year vets that can't get that shot on goal. So I was really impressed with that. Um, he was getting himself real in the mix there. There was that big scrum there in front of the net, and he got himself right in there. Um, so, you know, I was really, really impressed with his debut. Um, and I, I don't – I mean, aside from actually scoring the goal, I don't know how you could have, you know, have a better debut. The Flyers only scored two goals, but he was – to me, the most noticeable player on the ice for them up and down the lineup. And I don't think it was close. Save maybe Carter Hart, who played well. Yeah. I played really well. But um, in terms of your your skaters, Wade Allison was the most noticeable player last night for the Flyers, and I don't think it was close. The Flyers really needed that, too. They needed they need guys to be out there and be noticeable, uh, especially after the 6-1 loss to the Capitals, in which we were seriously questioning their effort. Uh, to have a guy come out and just inject life be noticeable, look like he really wanted to seize the opportunity, seize the moment. That was refreshing to see. And that's something I've heard about Wade Allison. Um, He's battled some injuries during college at Western Michigan. His sophomore year, he was actually, there was buzz about him being uh, up for the Hobie Baker. And then unfortunately he, he tore his ACL his sophomore year with West Western Michigan. He was crushing it. And then unfortunately just had that injury injury. And then he's just really battled injuries ever, ever since at Western Michigan. Um, but I heard when he's healthy uh, and he's right, he can really be noticeable. And that's exactly what he was uh, in that win over the Penguins. And I love what the Flyers are doing and what they did with Wade Allison. They put him in spots to, to evaluate him. 
they put him on the power play. You don't see that a ton, Joe, where you see a kid just get called up for his NHL debut and boom, he's placed on the power play. But they had him on the power play. They're going to put him in some decent spots to show his game, show his strength, because right now uh, they're still in the race and these games do matter. But a lot of it is also about evaluation for next season. I think they need to get ahead on the evaluation, get ahead on the roster construction for next season. It starts now. And uh, Wade Allison is a guy that's going to be right smack dab in the middle of the picture going into next season for the roster construction. Uh, Joe, do you think that's a good thing? You know, put him in spots where he can do things um, and really focus on that. It's less about, you know, having Drew play 20 plus minutes and um, trying to maybe do everything possible to win games and, and have Wade Allison play six minutes. Put him in good spots. See if you can win while you're evaluating. I, I see why not. Yeah, um, and, and quite frankly, Jordan, you mentioned power play. There, there's a number of Flyers players in this lineup, regular lineup from the season, that don't deserve to be playing on the power play right now yep. based on performance. So why not give the kid the opportunity? Um, because there's, I mean, we've been talking about it for the better part of a month and a half now. There's guys that are not living up to uh, the expectations. And, and quite frankly, you know, uh, you talk to a lot of former players, and 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 they know that power play time is it, it's a it's a it's a carrot, right? Yeah. Um, you play well, you get to play on the power play, you'll get points, you'll get this, you'll get that. And there's a lot of Flyers players, a lot of players that have not, um, let's say, earned that time uh, with their play of late. So why not? Why not put this kid out there on the power play and see what he can do? And like I said. His first power play shift, he almost scored. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – I really like what they're doing. And just to go back to what you just said about his um, – uh, the injuries and some things that he dealt with before he came to the NHL, I don't necessarily mind that um, because I think get a, a guy that comes up that's faced a sizable amount of adversity prior to the NHL – is going to be a more seasoned player. So maybe when he's, if and when he's faced with adversity in the NHL, he's going to be better equipped to deal with that adversity. Um, so I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Now, of course, we don't want the guy to come up and be injury prone. Yeah. Um, but we've seen plenty of guys in all of sports that suffer through injuries in college and then they come, when they get to the, the pros, they, they end up, you know, having a normal career that's not riddled with injuries. Um, so I think the fact that he's dealt with some adversity could definitely benefit him in the long run. And there's nothing about what he did last night on the ice that would tell you he's a rookie. N nothing looked rookie. He looked like he knew, the, knew to be in the right spots. He had a nose for the net. Um, he, had, he had the creativity, as I mentioned before, to get that backhand shot on net. Um, and it wasn't just like a, he wasn't treating the puck like a hot potato. A lot of times you see guys that are young, that are rookies. It's like they get the puck and it's like, let me get this puck off, this, off my stick and find uh, the nearest veteran player to get the puck to. And I didn't get any of that sense with Wade Allison last night. I was super impressed. And again, I think his whole body of work, including the adversity he's faced prior to now, will really benefit him. Um, going forward. 
Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Amen to that, Joe. He did not. Uh, if you were watching that game and had no idea, uh, you certainly wouldn't, wouldn't have known that he was making his NHL debut. He looked like he belonged. And I'm so glad you mentioned that, Joe. It's really – that's – Maybe the blessing in disguise about his torn ACL his sophomore year. He was so good his sophomore year. If he finishes that season, there's a probably a pretty good chance he turns pro after that sophomore year. He was that good. He was a second round pick and he was he was breaking out at college. There was a good chance he probably would have tor- turned pro. And you know, maybe he wouldn't have been as mature or as seasoned. Uh the his torn ACL was the catalyst, the bring him back to Western Michigan. It turned him into a four-year guy. And now he's very well-developed. He's well-groomed. Um, he's got an NHL build. Uh, everything about him is NHL ready now. So he can jump in and he can, he can belong. And he doesn't look like he's out of place. And uh, he certainly didn't look out of place. And that's going to be an exciting thing to watch the rest of the way. Wade Allison's going to be one of those kids that they're going to give a good look to. Uh, and he's going to be a great reason to watch these games. Not only – do they still have weight in the playoff race? But you're going to be watching these games for some younger kids that are bringing life, and uh, we're all for that. Joe, I'm glad you, you know, mentioned Go for it. Uh, I was going to say, you mentioned some of the younger kids. I was going to point out, I, I thought I found uh, Tanner Lazinski to be uh, also very noticeable last night, right. trying to, to get himself in the middle of odd man rushes and you know get, get himself involved in plays. Again, these are things that are not going to sco- show up on the score sheet. But the, let's let's keep in mind, this is not the. I'm not saying this is the kind of player we want Lazinski to be or Allison for that matter. But there are guys in this league who have made a career of things that don't show up on score sheets. Yeah. And I I felt like last night those two young players were super noticeable, and you can't find that out by looking at the score sheet. Um. So I, I was I was really impressed and. And maybe these kids feel empowered now because they know they're going to get regular playing time, and and they're going to have a t- you know they're going to have a chance to um, to shine. Yeah, absolutely, and and you can feel with guys like Tanner Lazinski and Wade Allison, uh, just two examples right there. Uh, that is fueling internal competition, and I think these kids realize, and I think a lot of people realize on the roster. Uh, this is evaluation time and people are going to be pushing for roster spots and it kind of starts now. And when this happens, when a team underachieves and, and the stretch run becomes not as much about making the playoffs and more about, Hey, let's start to push for next season. Uh, internal competition is fueled. And speaking of internal competition, Nicholas Alve Kubeljo, he was the one that came out of the lineup for Wade Allison. Elaine Vigneault said, that he was simply he's simply not happy with the penalties that Nicholas Albe Kubel is taking. He has taken 16 penalties going into Thursday night. That was seven more penalties than any other flyer. Joe, you can't have that from a fourth liner. You maybe see that from your top six guys because they're constantly on the ice. They're on the ice and they're constantly playing a ton, pressing, uh, trying to make things happen. So they are bound to maybe commit penalties. You can't see that from a fourth line guy that's playing more limited minutes and he has to be smart out there. Uh, it's just far too many. He's, he's been disappointing this season uh, after coming onto the scene last year, last season in mid December, he forced his way. Uh, he came onto the roster basically out of necessity because they were so banged up. And then he kept his, he kept himself on the roster because he was that good. 
this year has just been a different player, a lot of careless penalties. And I really wonder if he's in a fight for his job next season. Uh, what do you think? I agree with you. Um, you know, when you look across other sports, there's, there's things that you notice that are the quick ways to get your right, get yourself out of the lineup. In basketball, when you turn the basketball over, you get yourself out of the lineup quickly. In football, when you put the ball on the ground as an offensive player, you'll end up out of the lineup very quickly. In hockey, taking careless penalties will get you out of the lineup. And particularly if you're in the bottom six forward group, it might even, it'll even happen faster. And I feel like what happened here is he kind of burst on the scene and you're like, okay, this is an energy guy. He can chip in with some goals. He can do this and he can do that. And then things have kind of gone on a downward slope since then. Um, and it almost has this feel like he peaked early um, also when kind of when the rest of the team was peaking. So, um, and what you're seeing is you're seeing those kind of penalties, which are the worst kind, the kind where maybe you lose a puck battle and then you, you, you make this sort of bailout play that turns into a penalty. Um, and those are the worst kind. We saw it the other night and it cost the flyers at the end of that game, um, the Buffalo game where the collapse happened at the end he took a really bad penalty with about three and change on the clock. I, I believe I have that right. And, you know, it's one of those plays where you, you kind of, you lose a, you lose out on a play in the neutral zone. You're, you're nowhere near either net. And then you make this bailout play and take a needless penalty and trip a guy. You know, those are the kind of penalties that's going to drive a coach nuts because when you hear coaches talk about penalties, what do a lot of them say? they'll always reference how far away they are from their own net. Yeah. And because the proximity to your own net almost lends, you know, necessity to the penalties that you take. And when you're in, in the neutral zone, um, I mean, there's, you have to be smarter. And that's just not what we're seeing from Nicholas Obey Kubel right now. And, you know, this is not, it's not like it's something, it's not a lost cause, right? He can, he's a young guy. He can clean this kind of stuff up, but he has to clean it up or else he will not be in the lineup. And I think that's a, that's a guarantee. hundred percent. And the Flyers were always uh, apprehensive in their praise for him last season because they knew of him uh, and they wanted to keep him motivated. I think they knew he was a guy that can kind of be up and down. If you give him too much, maybe he gets a little too high. If you keep him too low, he gets real low. Uh, they wanted to keep him motivated, but also giving him something. Uh, the perfect analogy was, was what you said earlier with the carrot. They gave him power play time last year when he came up uh, because he was playing well. He was helping kill some penalties. And uh, they thought power play time was a good way to motivate him even more to play that north-south, gritty, bottom-six style. Um, and it's a great way to, yeah, to motivate guys, keep them going. And, and it worked perfectly. But this season, um, I'm not saying Nicholas Obey Kubel got too high, but you can see that in a, in a role that he plays, like your job's never really safe. You got to perform. You have to, you have to do it for years uh, to really say, okay, my job is pretty much safe here. Um, you know, I, I can be at least comfortable or feel comfortable that I have my role. People know what I do um, and no one's going to take it from me. You really have to keep, keep going in those type of situations and he has, he has certainly tailed off a little bit this year. And 
sometimes I, I don't want to fault him for the penalties because I, I can tell he's it's effort based and he's trying to play hard. But then there's times where it's just it's carelessness, um, it's silly and 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 completely ill timed. Times where you just you can't do it. You have to be smarter, and it's costing them games. And then you have kids waiting in the wings, bottom six guys that can play on the wing, can play his style, can even provide offense as well. So they have kids that that are chomping at the bit for opportunity. Wade Allison's a guy that comes up, he plays well, he's going to earn himself another game. And Nicholas Albay-Kilbell's probably going to earn himself another healthy scratch. That's how competitive it is. So I, I do wonder if Nicholas Albay-Kilbell has himself in a fight for his job next season. Uh, he's going to have to really be hungry this offseason because competition is certainly fueling Joe. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting. A couple games ago, we talked with Jonesy on the pregame show about um, the kind of the mentality of players as they're getting called up. And despite the fact that you're all part of the same team, he said it. When he was getting called up, you're keeping an eye on that next guy up on the team. And it's almost like you're anticipating him kind of getting in the doghouse and giving you your opportunity. And I think that I think the Flyers have a number of those guys right now. We saw one of them on the ice last night. Um, and, you know, those guys are going to be extra motivated if they see – and opportunity to get themselves in the NHL. It's human nature. It's not about this guy versus that guy, or this guy doesn't like that guy. It's about opportunity. And these guys have, most of them have probably been on skates since they're five years old or younger, waiting for this opportunity. And, you know, it's not, they're not going to go, oh, well, this guy's on my team, so I'm not going to think about my opportunity. They want their opportunity. And we saw a guy like Allison go out and seize his opportunity last night. Um, and you may have another, uh, a few other guys doing the same thing. Um, you know, we may see Cam York this year. You never know. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a safe bet. We will see Cam York. And yeah. these guys are all looking at that next man up, that next rung up and what those players that are on that next rung, what they're doing and if South Scott starts to go south, that's their opportunity. And believe me, they know it. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Hallway Kubel was once in those in those skates. He was a guy that last season had guy after guy after guy get called up before him and get his chance. Nicholas Hallway Kubel finally got his in December, and he was really pumped up for it. And he was like, "I'm going to come up here, show something. I'm going to win a job," and he did. And so, and now he's got other guys in very same position. They're coming up. They're hungry. They want to seize opportunity. They want to show something. So Nicholas Albi-Kubel has a new challenge. He's been in that position before where he had to prove himself and, and show that he wanted a job. He's got to do it again. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Um, but Joe, shifting gears... Carter Hart plays very well, sets the Flyers up for a really big back-to-back. 
And, you know, we can say all we want about the playoff race, the team being a little more out of it, but I think you're learning about a team every single game. I don't think there's ever a time where I'm not learning something about a team. I think this could be a pretty telling back-to-back about the Flyers. One, I think we're really going to learn about their fight and how much they really want to push the rest of the way this season. And I think we can learn truly where they are as a team, even though they're playing some younger guys, because they are playing the Capitals, the first-place Capitals on Saturday, and then they're playing the Islanders on Sunday, the team right behind the Capitals. Two teams at the top of uh, the top of the East division, really good hockey teams that are gearing up, teams that added at the trade deadline, um, teams that are really thinking they can they can push for the East final and the Stanley Cup. I'm, I'm very eager to see how the Flyers perform. They're on their home ice. They're in front of their fans. I, I want to see them uh, respond. I want to see how they stack up against these teams and maybe we'll get a, an indication of how far off they may be. Uh, what are you looking for in this back-to-back? Are you excited to see how they can play? Well, I think Saturday is going to be interesting because you're going to get an angry Washington team. They just lost to Buffalo. Yeah. So, um, who this Buffalo team is playing better, by the way, which is, is, is an odd thing to say. Um, they get rid of Taylor Hall, and then the team starts to play better. Who knows? Um, but anyway – so Washington's coming off a, win, uh, a loss against Buffalo. So you're going to get them. And then you're going to get an Islander team who's in that fight for that first uh, place. You're going to have another uh, handful of games under the belt of Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac with their new team. Uh, two guys that have made a living off of uh, feasting on the Flyers um, throughout their career. Um, Carter Hart last night, to me, I know we've, Carter struggled this year. Um, and for a little while, we were grasping at straws. Like, well, he looked good on this, you know, during this period and during this set of minutes and during this flurry, he looked good. Last night was the first time I remember in a long time thinking, this looks like the guy last year in the playoffs that had back-to-back shutouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, particularly that post-to-post save on, I don't remember if it was Jared McCann or it was a blocker save where he went absolutely post to post and it looked like hands down, it was going to be a goal. Yeah. Uh, McCann might've actually passed the puck on that. Um, yeah. I don't quite remember who put it on net, but it was a golden opportunity. And it was the, the, the shooter, uh, whoever that was that took the pass. I guarantee he was already counting it on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, it was one of those golden opportunities and Carter robbed them. And it, it was, it was like, well, wait a second. Uh, this is, this is that guy. This is him. And, you know, it was good to see. It was really good to see because in the first two periods, I felt like Pittsburgh could have had five goals. If we're looking at Carter Hart from early March, Pittsburgh has five goals in the first two periods. And I don't think it's even a debate. And they didn't have that last. And let's, let's, Sidney Crosby was flying in this game last night, creating opportunities, opportunities he had himself, creating opportunities for others, as he always does. Carter was there to answer the bell every time. Obviously, Crosby scored that goal where the trainer handed him the stick um, as he flew. But in, for the most part, Carter was there to answer every opportunity. And I was really, really impressed with Carter. Uh, I think they need to bottle, and he needs to bottle that 
and put it into, I think we can assume they'll split the games over the weekend. He needs to bottle that and play and, and, and ride that into whichever game this weekend he plays. Um, I think it will go a long way. If he can string some of this together to close out this season, I think it'll go a long way into his, um, to, to his future. I do too. I think it's one of the critical subplots the rest of the way is Carter Hart looking like himself again. Uh, I think that's hugely important to get him feeling like himself again. And I think he is. I think you can tell in his post-game interviews, um, anytime we see him, like you said, he makes he's making saves with confidence and moxie. Um, I think that's the Carter Hart of old. So I think he's feeling f- like himself again. And I think he's just having fun, which is important too. He's not thinking about everything. He's just going out there and playing and having fun. I think that's crazy important for next season because uh, he is going to be another just absolute backbone to the Flyers going forward. And I thought Thursday night's win, the shootout win, was a real example of what the Flyers need and the way they can win these games where they're playing a team that's higher than them in the standings, a team that's looking pretty good. It's all over the ice. And Carter Hart really just wills them to that game. He makes big save after big save. He allows the Flyers to stay afloat. He allows them to keep their confidence. He allows them to not unravel where all of a sudden they're in a two, three, nothing deficit. He gives them a chance and the Flyers rewarded him for it. It took until the shootout to do that, but, um, but they, they ultimately rewarded him and it's, and it's a win-win for both sides. Both are leaving that game feeling good about themselves and the Flyers can win those games. If they can show they can win those types of games, close, low scoring games against quality teams, um, it's, it's just only going to help their, their psyche, but, uh, and Jordan, you mentioned the shootout. How about the stop, the glove stop he makes on Crosby? Yeah. I mean, Crosby clearly was trying to hit that glove side, yeah. high glove side and, and Carter stopped it. I, it, it was, it was a, an eye opener to me. Yeah. There yeah, were several eye openers. That was one of them. I mentioned the other save earlier, but yeah. Crosby and the shootout going glove hand. If you would have told me, here's the scenario. I'm thinking Crosby scores there, and I bet Crosby's thinking Crosby scores there. Yeah. And Carter took it away, and I, it was very impressive. It really was. I don't care what goalie you are, uh, how much you won. Uh, if you're making that type of glove save on Sidney Crosby in a shootout, you're leaving that game probably feeling pretty decent about yourself. Hey, I just made that save on Sidney Crosby. I don't care who you are. That, that's that's what you're feeling. And confidence is a funny thing. It's it's like anything in life. If you feel good about what you're doing, if you're confident, um, you feel like you've done it before, it, it breeds more success down the line. I think that's what Carter Hart's dealing with right now, which is huge for the Flyers. It's going to make this back-to-back very fun, knowing that they will be splitting it between Brian Elliott and Carter Hart. Uh, big back-to-back for the Flyers. Joe, we know you'll have plenty of content on pre- and post-game live. Anything to tease for those watching uh, Saturday's game, pre- and post yeah, uh, we will have uh, Al Morgani on, and we'll we'll discuss. I mean, we'll just we'll look back on all his thoughts um, on what happened, what transpired on Thursday, and uh, it, you know, w- Carter Hart is he back? Will be a, will definitely be a, a big topic, um, and we're working on some exciting mystery guests for the coming weeks. Right. Um, in fact, I just got a text from one of them while we were on this podcast. So there we go. Um, one that I was not totally expecting to pan out but it looks like it might now okay. so uh that'll be uh the, for the coming weeks great perfect joe thank you so much as always great chatting with you flyers fans make sure to check out pre and post game live on saturday it's a 12 30 
Eastern time start. So uh, check out pregame at noon and postgame, of course, to follow. Joe, thank you so much. Ben Berry, our podcast producer, a special thank you to you as well. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.